Hey, sweet sister friend, welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I'm so glad you're here. All right, y'all. This is a message from the messy middle today up in here. So if you've listened to the show this spring, you may have heard me mention that I was in a relationship and I was dating someone really special. Well, that came to a pretty much screeching halt and an unexpected and abrupt ending um, over the last few weeks here. And so I'm kind of in this messy middle healing journey. Let's just be real. Is there ever a time when we're not healing from something? (laughs) Um, but God has been just so faithful and such a source of strength and comfort and the counselor that he says he will be to us. And he is the daddy that I have curled up in his arms many nights and just sitting there sobbing. So this is going to be a pretty real and raw and not so polished episode. There might be some tears, I can't guarantee it, Um, but the Holy Spirit really just imparted to me some things um, over the last few weeks, and I just feel like this is a time and an opportunity to perhaps minister to someone else who might be in a very similar season of heartache or heartbreak or confusion, or perhaps just in a time of hopelessness um, or some sort of pain. And so I was just going to share a few little downloads that have kind of helped me through this season. And I believe, as I mentioned, that this will help somebody else in their time of hurting. So I'm in the middle of doing this really great prophetic blueprint, if you will, right now. It's a 40-day journey. And one of the quotes that came up earlier this week is just a powerful quote, and it's by Craig Cooney. He is uh, the pastor who's sharing this right now and who's written the book. And it says, people say that God never shuts a door without opening another one. And that might be true, but they never tell you about the hallway in between. And that, sweet sister friend, is where we are, that I want to be here to hold your hand in the hallway and share some God-inspired love with you today. So I'm going to offer today some tools that I believe will help you on your journey to healing and to help you provide some additional hope, perhaps in your season of hurt or heartache or perhaps even heartbreak. So the first one, and I hope you're taking notes, you know, I feel about note taking and I have scripture riddled throughout here, but I will tell you, I don't have all the references today. It's pretty much just what I know. I'm in my heart. So and my, and my notes are pretty much one scribbled mess. So just hang with me tight here, sweet sister. The first one is feel to heal. Okay. Feel to heal. Now, I know that at many seasons in my life, I have eaten my emotions (laughs) and eaten my feelings away. I have tried to numb them with, you know, sexual relationships. I have tried to shop them away. I have tried a number of different vices to be able to break through those feelings and hide them and tuck them in, right? And make them look so polished and still put on my smile. And in this season right now, y'all, I'm just being real it is okay to let yourself cry. As a young girl, I always saw tears as a sign of weakness. My mom cried a lot. Obviously, she was going through a lot, and I always felt like she was weak. And really, I have learned that that is not at all a sign of weakness um, at all. And it was just for me, I always vowed to be strong and tough and pretty much, you know, the bully. Let's just be real. And so I'm reminded this past week, a sweet friend of mine, Donna, had sent me Um, a text. And I've just, I will share about that in another um, episode, the number of people who've just been such a support system. And if you don't have one of those, please, please, please reach out. I would love to connect you with people and perhaps be a mentor or whatnot, but it is so important to have a support system. 
and allow yourself to cry. But she had shared with me, you know, reminded me of John 11.35, which is the shortest verse in the Bible. And it's so simple. It says, Jesus wept. But man, there is a lot packed into that. Because even though Jesus was on his way to Bethany and he was going to heal Lazarus, when he came across Mary and Martha and he learned of the news of Lazarus's passing, he cried. And even though he was confident that he was going to raise him from the dead, he waited four days, right? He still had such compassion. He was just, you know, just over overwhelmed and overcome with just, just love for those who were mourning. And so I love that we get to see that humanity and the compassionate, tender-hearted, loving side of Jesus. And as I think about, you know, tears, tears are oftentimes a sign of sadness. And so I'm remembering, and I've shared this in other podcast episodes, but I want you to remember this and write this down because I feel like this is a very helpful, just really in any season of your life, but just a helpful little adage to remember that emotions are a sign that a need is or is not being met. I'm going to say that again. Write this down. Emotions are a sign that a need is or is not being met. So for example, if you're sad or you're anxious or you're worried, that you might be feeling scared or confused or uncertain or perhaps even unloved. And conversely, if you're happy or you're excited or you're joyful, you might be feeling completely content or safe or secure or empowered, right? Or all of the above. You might feel at peace. So our emotions are a reflection of how we're feeling on the inside. You know, do we have that safety and security or are we living from a space of fear and doubt and worry? So as we think about, you know, allowing ourselves to feel to heal, it's really important to recognize what the emotion is. Now, this is where it doesn't stop. Okay. So what you're feeling, it's okay to feel all the feels. And Lord only knows there have been dozens of spontaneous crying spells over here this week. Okay. I'm just going to be really real. Um, and multiple times a day. And it's really important to identify what the emotion is. And that dear sister friend is the most important part because when you recognize what that emotion is, I can tell you what, in the 7,000 plus promises in the Bible, there is something that will relate to that emotion that you can find and you can go to that space and place and ask the Lord to replace that feeling with a promise. So when you identify that emotion and then you go and you bring that to the Lord and you say, Lord, I am so confused, right? And then I'm reminded, you know what? He is the same today, tomorrow, yesterday, right? Or I don't know what's going to happen, Lord. I'm so afraid. And he says, you know what? I am the alpha and the omega. <laughs> and he says, you know, I, I'm going to be here with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Or maybe, you know, like me, you've been like, okay, Lord, I'm scared. And I'm all alone. He's like, well, guess what? I'm Emmanuel. I'm God with you. You know? And then he reminds me of Joshua 1, 9. And he says, do not be afraid. I will go with you wherever you are. So it's really important to recognize those feelings. As I just mentioned, I was scared. I was uncertain. I was afraid. I was confused. All the things. And God's like, look, I'm not the author of confusion. So I went back to those places. Okay, well, what are some of the signs of confusion? And where does God provide clarity? So going into that emotion and allowing God to replace that with his joy, with his peace, with his security, with his safety, with his love, his tenderness, his care, his presence is really what I was looking for this week. And so I was reminded, you know, in John, excuse me, Jeremiah 29, 13, you know, of course we all know Jeremiah 29, 11, but just a few verses later, he reminds us to seek God with all of our heart. 
And so when we come to him with those open, exposed, vulnerable places of our heart, he can go into those recesses and he is the one who will repair them. He is the one who will heal them. But we have to allow that wound to be opened up and then God to place his healing salve upon that and love us up the way that we deserve and that we need to be loved. So that's the first one. It's allow yourself to feel to heal. Just remember, crying is not a sign of weakness. <laughs> go through the emotions. Allow yourselves to go through that whole entire cycle. Believe me, I think I've had every single emotion this week. <laughs> Even joy. A lot of people have made me laugh this week too. All right, so the second one. And again, these are tools that I'm hoping will help you through this messy middle. The second one is fix your focus on our Father. All right. Hallelujah. Praise God. That should be in every circumstance, not just the messy middle. But, you know, we must trust God and, you know, that his word reminds us that weeping might last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And that's Psalm 30, verse six, because believe me, in all the weeping I've done this week, I've just been like, okay, Lord, it's another new morning. I'm like, I'm still not joyful. (laughs) And, you know, I'm just reminded that a night is not a physical night. (laughs) A night is a season. Mm. I'm like, how long is a season going to last? Like, maybe it'll be over when the summer solstice happens. But here we must press on here, sweet sister friend. We must endure. We must wait on God's timing and remain confident that we will indeed see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, my sweet sister friend, Melissa, oh my gosh, she sent me a really great reminder of the word wait. The Hebrew word for wait means to knit or braid or bind together. So in this, and this is what she sent me through a text she said this week, she said, you know, in this knitting and this braiding and this binding, that is where, you know, if we're waiting on the Lord, just like that scripture says that I just read to you, it says, you know, that I will wait on the Lord's timing and remain confident. And so again, I must knit together, you know, God's heart and my heart together during this time. I must braid our hearts together. I must bind and cling to Abba Father during this time and remain confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So it's a way of literally connecting with God in a deeper level while you're in the season of waiting. And you know, sweet sister, I'm so reminded that our perspective of life is so so limited and so finite and so small in comparison to what God sees. You know, he sees the bigger picture. Isaiah 55, 9 reminds us, you know, His ways and his thoughts are not our ways. They are way higher and above anything that we can see here on earth and anything that we can conceptually imagine in our own heads. Our brains, of course, are working together to create thoughts, to create words, to create actions. And God's like, wait, take logic out of this. Like, look at this from my perspective here. And so often we are so ready for a certain place. And maybe I'm only speaking for myself here, (laughs) but we are so often ready for a certain place or a thing to happen or an event to happen in our lives, you know, an experience or a person to come into our life. And that place isn't ready for us yet though. And God is strategically, like literally choreographing every single thing, just like a really good dance teacher would have everything so precise. The precision would be just impeccable. The timing of the music, the timing of the kicks, the timing of, you know, the set, the light, everything is just being perfectly designed and orchestrated for our good. And it's hard to remember this too, because, you know, so often we're only looking at our lives But yet our destinies, we have to remember this, that our destinies involve more than us. So us fulfilling our destiny actually is contingent upon someone else fulfilling theirs. 
So this is where it's important to really trust God and to fix our focus on what our father is doing and say, you know what, Lord, I I completely trust you. I know that this messy middle hurts and I know that this is going to be used for your good, but Lord, right now it is hard. And he says, great, bring to me your heart, bring to me your sadness, bring to me. And he says, you know, he tells us in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all who are heavy laden and burdened. He wants to give us that rest. He wants to give us that peace, that solitude, that, that joy that can only be found in him. All right, so the final one here today, sweet sister friend, is sew it forward, S-O-W, not S-E-W, like you're going to stitch together some clothes, but sew it forward. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to speak for myself on this one. It is so easy for me to get sappy and to be in a sad place in space where I'm just feeling sorry for myself, and it's easy for me to go ahead and wallow in my own sadness. (laughs) And this week, God reminded me, you know, of the principle, the biblical principle of sewing, And rather than focusing and fixating on my own issues and my own sadness, he was like, okay, are you going to wallow or are you going to worship here, girl? Like, which one are you going to (laughs) do? And I sat there in my own misery for a few days and I was like, I just want to be snarky and I just want to cry and I wanted to eat cake. Actually, this week I didn't want to eat at all. Um, I wanted to punch some things and people. Let's just be real. Okay, keep it real here with you guys. And God just reminded me, you know what, sweetheart? He was like, Remember that what you sow in tears, you are going to reap with joy and you will have a beautiful harvest. And that's hard for us to remember. You know, it's really hard because when you feel like you're empty and you don't have anything, it's really hard to give. And so I've been feeling really empty these last few weeks. And so it was hard, but God reminded me, like, you have something in your hand. Just like he told Moses, what's in your hand? You have a staff. You have something you can do. I literally had a pen in my hand, so I wrote somebody a card. I literally had a phone in my hand. I wrote somebody a text. (laughs) You know, I really, I just literally had money in my wallet and paid for the person behind me. Those are the opportunities to sew it forward and recognize, again, that destiny picture that I mentioned before, that our destiny is more than just us. You going through what you're going through right now, you holding out someone else's hand in the hallway You know, my hope and prayer is that these messages always help you, at least one person, you know, to then impact your own world wherever you are. And that is my highest hope and prayer for this episode today, is that some of these tools are going to help you help others in your own spheres of influence. Pardon me. You know, related to Psalm 126, five through six, you know, remembering that we sow in tears, we will reap with joy. I once heard a John Gray sermon And he said that, you know, remember that God will water the seeds you sow with the tears that he's bottled. And I was like, boom, because that means he's collected them all. And he's like, okay, you know what? As soon as you put those seeds in the ground, I'm going to go ahead and take whatever you've cried and I'm just going to water them. And they're going to be these beautiful, amazing blooms and blossoms and maybe orchards filled with fruit. So even in this season, sister friend, when it's hard, we can still be producing fruit. Now remember the fruit of the spirit, joy, peace, patience, go back to Galatians 5, take a look there. But remember that we can still experience that. We can still have all the fruit of the spirit are available to us. And remember that Jesus reminds us that you will know them by their fruit. And so we still want in this time of sadness now, I'm not saying to make it force it, and I'm not saying to, you know, that this is 
you're earning your Susie sister Christian badge. Okay. Like, let's just be real with what I'm saying here. Allow yourself to feel the feels. There was a reason why I put these in sequence in the numerical order in which I did. You know, feel to heal is the first one, and then fix your focus on the father. And the third one is sew it forward. These are stages. Okay. So please hear me out when I say that. Just don't go around making it, you know, that you're going to be the good Samaritan just walking around, <laughs> putting $20 bills in people's hands. Okay. And it might not be monetary at all. But what I am saying that God will reward you for the things that you're doing in this season when you are faithful. He is faithful. And he reminded me of Philippians 1.19, and it says, For as I pray for you, and the Spirit of Jesus helps me, I will then be delivered. Alleluia to that. So in this season, it's an opportunity for us to bless others and to shine a light. So maybe that is praying for someone, just like Philippians 1 reminds us, right? As I pray for you, right, and the Spirit of Jesus helps me, that I will be delivered. So that is such a huge, just for me, that was such a huge sentiment. And as I read that, I was like, wow, this is such an opportunity to really sow into someone else who also might be hurting. So sweet sister friend, there is a lot more to come and I'm not going to focus on just all the sadness. I'm not going to give all the details to these stories here, but I will be definitely sharing with you some of the other ways in which I am coping and healing um, and just really kind of coming to terms with some things in terms of dreams, you know, kind of being, I don't want to say that they're gone. They're, they're still there, but right now they just seem so far out of reach. So I'll definitely be talking more about those, um, as we go through this. Now, I also want to remind you, this is for anyone who's enduring any kind of hurt, any kind of heartache, you know, it doesn't have to be a heartbreak or divorce or some type of, you know, breakup or something like that. This is for any time you are in a messy middle, you know, allow yourself to feel the feel if you got diagnosed, you know, with, with some type of health, health disease, um, allow yourself if you lost your job to feel, to heal, you know, allow yourself to fix your focus on the father and sew it forward in any one of those areas, you know, in any circumstance of life, these three tools will hopefully be practical and application based for you to be able to walk through the season and come out stronger more steadfast, more faithful, and have that deeper level of intimacy with the Lord. Sweet sister friend, I pray all these scriptures helped you. Hopefully I did not go too quickly. I know I didn't give every single reference to every single scripture here. I will try my best to go back through the show notes and add them, add them in. But until we meet next time, sweet sister, I pray God's blessing and favor upon you. I pray that you feel his smile with you. I pray that you feel his warmth, his love, and that he wraps his arms around you and that you feel it from here, the love from here. Know that I'm continuing to pray for you. I love to pray for you by name. I love to put faces to your name. So if you want to reach out to me, Franny at shinewithfranny.com is a great way. If you have a special prayer request, please join us over on any social media platform, Shine With Franny. And then of course, our free private Facebook group is free and favored. And we also have a membership group that is called Lighten Up Lifestyle. And it literally is about sharing God's love and light. And we literally do life together. So it's an opportunity for us to fast together, to pray together, to read books together. So I would love for you to join that too. So you can just email me. And of course, speaking of email, I do have emails that I send out to an email list each and every week. And I would love to include you in that. So go ahead and just say, hey, Franny, can you add me to the list and send me over your email? Again, franny at shinewithfranny.com. All right, sweet sister friend, until we meet next time, keep on shining.